Hello, and welcome to my podcast, The Art of Gen Z, where we will be talking about what separates my generation from the ones that came before. This is episode one of four, and today we will discuss the unwritten rules of social media. Now, because my generation, Gen Z, is the first to have social media, it has changed our look on the world so, so much. Like, I don't think people understand it because, for an example, we could see someone who we say, we call them social media friends, like, you don't actually know them, but you just know them through social media. We could see someone in person who we've never seen before, and before even talking to them, we just make the first judgment off of what they post on social media, how they act. And, like, so basically the online world is how we base our perception of the real world. Um... So yeah, that's like changed everything basically for this generation because we're the first to grow up with it Um, since nobody else has really ever had the means of communication and posting and sharing like we do. Like we can talk to people across the world if we really wanted to. Um, And yeah, so basically Gen Z has really been left to figure out the rights and wrongs of the online world. And there's definitely a lot of rights and wrongs, so there's lots to figure out. Um, there are so many forms of social media available. Just with, like, the click of a few buttons. It's so funny. You can become a part of this whole new universe of people and, um, different, like, opportunities just through downloading an app. It really does change, like, everything, basically, when you are a part of an online community, um... But the most common apps, social medias that we use would be Snapchat, because that's, like, the only way we talk to each other. Um, Instagram, Visco, which is not as popular. Facebook, which is for the moms, so we will be leaving that one out. Um, And the app that Gen Z holds the most power on is TikTok. So, we're going to be starting with Snapchat. Snapchat is basically where Gen Z talks to each other. Um, Like, you talk to more people on Snapchat than you do throughout the day, especially right now because there is no socializing at school. But that's besides the point. So, Snapchat is like you snap back pictures to each other even if you're not having a conversation. Like, you send random pictures, like, of your ceiling, of your face um to people and you occasionally have a conversation like there's really no conversation involving snapchat even though it's like a way to communicate with other people but there are a lot of rules not actual rules but like the unwritten rules of snapchat rule number one you have to mature they give you like a year to mature out of um certain stages that people go through on this app and one of them would be streaks so streaks is basically when you take a picture and send it to everyone that you have on snapchat because snapchat keeps track of how many days you have continuously um talked to a certain person and you want to get like the highest streak so 
people will send those and let me tell you it is so annoying because I don't want to I just want to receive snapchats from the people I want to talk to um and really that's like uh when you first download snapchat thing like they I'll give people like a year to grow out of the streaks phase because eventually you just start to realize it's pointless work like you don't get anything for having a high streak you don't receive anything it's just something that people were like, oh, other people are doing it. Let me do it, too. What's something else that people do? Oh, going along with streaks, putting spam on your story. So it's essentially when you put random pictures on your Snapchat story and just people have to just click through it. Like, I could be clicking through someone's um, story for a minute and not even looking at anything because it's so pointless. It's just so annoying to look at people's spam on their stories. And usually older kids don't do that because they realize that it's annoying, but the younger ones do do it. And I'm hoping that they grow out of it soon because it takes a long time to get through all the stories. And yeah, so that's basically what Snapchat has to offer. Oh, no, it's not. The Okay, this is one that a lot of people actually don't start doing when they're younger, but start to do it as they talk to more people. So, I know a few girls who actually have, like, 200 unopened Snapchats from people. And they know it's there. Like, they can see it, but they just choose not to acknowledge it, choose not to open it and see what people said. And they all have different motivations. Some people, it makes them feel good about themselves because lots of people want to talk to them. Some people are just too lazy. But it's, like, more common than you would think. And something that a lot of people do is that they think that leaving someone undelivered gives them power over the person who wants to talk to them. So it's basically a way of saying, I don't care that you want to talk to me. Even if you do want to talk to them, you just leave them undelivered. And that's something that people start to do as they get older so that it, like, builds up their self-esteem. They're like, oh, 200 people want to talk to me. Like, it's crazy. I just, I would get so curious to see what people said. But it's more common than we think. So I'm going to ask my friends how many days, how many hours they have left someone undelivered for. So this is my sister, Ella. Ella, how, what's the longest amount of time you have left someone on Snapchat delivered for? Probably like 12 hours. Okay. Was it while you were sleeping? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I called Max to see what his answer was, and I recorded his answer, so here it is. What's the longest you've ever left someone on delivered for? Uh, good morning, Mr. Day. Uh, the longest I've ever left someone on delivered for would have probably been... I don't know, a month, maybe three weeks, four. So that was his answer. He, it's a little blurry, but he said um, a month, maybe three weeks. So it does happen a lot. Unfortunately, nobody else wanted to take part in my podcast. So Max and Ella are all we are getting this episode. I'm just going to put Instagram and Visco in the same category because they basically are the same. It's where you post pictures and 
and basically the ones you look good in. But there is a difference. Instagram is when you just post like the best of the best pictures. And then Visco, if you put it like this, Visco is like the bench players. So the players who made the team, but they're not going to get the most playing time. So it's like the pictures that aren't the best go on Visco, but they're like still good enough to be seen. And the best of the best, the starting lineup goes on Instagram. And that's just how it's been. I don't know why, because the same amount of people probably see it, but it's just how it has always been. Like, the pictures don't have to be immaculate to go on Visco, but they do to be on Instagram. A rule for both of these apps, though, is posting too much is annoying. You're not allowed to post too much. And I don't really know who came up with that, with the rules of these um, or the standards of these apps, but they're just so relevant. Like, you, I, you literally unfollow people if they post too much, because it's annoying. It's like spam posts. Spam is just not good on any type of social media, because people get annoyed with it. So that's why, that's just how social media works, I guess. Like, if you are too, make yourself too relevant, People don't like it, so they just don't want to answer you. They don't want to see your post, so you lose your relevancy by posting too much and people unfollowing you, and that's just a rule, like, don't post too much, and I don't really know why people, like, came up with these, how these standards for social media kind of started, but they just are so, so visible, Like, it's just known. You know what you're getting into the second you download um, an app because everyone just knows. Like, leave people undelivered if they left you undelivered or don't post too much or people will unfollow you. And, yeah, it's... Oh, another thing for Instagram. Followers. There's no really, per se, rules or standards around followers. But people who have a lot of followers, like a thousand, tend to not follow anyone back with under like 400 followers. They just are like, oh, you must not be um, popular. You must not be like known. So why should I follow you back? And like, I just, I just don't understand because your relevancy doesn't dictate someone else's. But apparently it does. So that's something I've never understood about Instagram. But it's just the way it is. Like, I never questioned it because when I downloaded Instagram, I just knew that that was a thing. I never even, like, tried to understand because that's just the way it was. That concludes my podcast, The Art of Gen Z, episode one. The Unwritten Rules of Social Media. I just gave you a little peek into the mind of how we teenagers, Gen Z, um, handle being on social media and what kind of goes through our brain while we are on active on social media and talking to people. I did hope to talk about TikTok a little bit, but that 
will come into play in the next episode, so we did not miss anything. In the next episode, I will be talking about how much impact Gen Z can have on um, the world and what goes on around us. So, thanks for listening, and see you next episode.